Welcome to the Readerly Report. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. And Gail and I are back with another edition of Vacation Reads. Yes. So I'm heading out on vacation on Tuesday. I'm going to be gone for about 10 days. And um, I have like eight books that I want to bring. So I have to narrow it down. And I'm also, they're all in paper copies. I don't have any of these on Kindle because that's not how I roll. And so I have to figure out if I can actually fit all these because we're trying to be super conservative in how much stuff we're bringing. Are you going to leave these books behind or are you going to take, you're going to bring them back? I think half of them I could leave behind and half of them I have to bring back. So you think half are pretty much lightweight throwaway, sort of like, I read this, it's fine. Maybe a third. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's start off the episode by talking about what we've been reading. Okay. So I am almost finished. I'm 20 pages from the end of a book that is a hot 2018 book called How to Be Safe by Thomas McAllister. And it is about a school shooting that takes place, I think it's Pennsylvania. They're not really too clear on where this town actually is. It's in a small town. And there's a school shooting that takes place. And the first suspect is a teacher at the school who has been suspended. You know, she was already suspended. And it's all about, it's, it's not a particularly, like, linear book in that, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. It's not like sort of a, a, a consistent detailed narrative. It's more sort of um, episodic and a little stream of consciousness. And it's told from the perspective of this teacher. And I have to say, I've been pretty disappointed by it. Like I, I thought it started out really well and I was excited about it. And then I'm just finding that what the book is basically about is the assault on our safety and what has happened because of school shootings and how we really can't feel safe in our life. And the book is about how this town reacts to the school shooting and how people sort of try to figure out ways to make themselves feel more safe, which generally means arming themselves more strongly. So more guns, more uh, militant activity, more surveillance. And I I think what the author's trying to do is to talk about, you know, the effect of all these, you know, daily school shootings on our lives. But it's not, um, I don't think it's like working that well as a novel. And I'm I find her kind of frustrating and I feel like the whole conceit of her being the first suspect seems to actually end up being kind of irrelevant. So there's some beautifully written passages and little paragraphs and things that I've noted and it's very incisive. And I like the way he writes from a woman's perspective. I thought that was great. And so there's, it it kills me to say that I don't love this book because I do really enjoy the writing in a lot of ways, but I, it's, I don't think it's succeeding that well. Right. Isn't it so funny when you run across books like that, when you're just sort of like, I should be enjoying this more, or... I've, I've read books like that, that I have 
I have so many notations on it, but at the same time, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking about the blog post I want to write, and there'll clearly be some things that I pull out and quote and say, wow, isn't that unbelievably insightful? Or just, you know, he just has these little observations, and I'm like, damn, that's so accurate. But it's just not really, it's not hanging together that well. All right. Well, I'm reading the latest B.A. Paris book, oh. Bring Me Back. How's that? That one, I, it was, it's surprisingly good. Actually, I picked it up this, it's one of those, I picked it up this morning and I finished reading it. It's really short, though. <laughs> it's 223 pages. So, so, it, I don't know. I read it in three or four hours. What was the first B.A. Paris that we read? The first, well, I haven't read all of them. Now I feel like I should go back and read the one that you read because you read... um, Is that Behind Closed Doors? Behind Closed Doors. so disturbing. And you said that was super disturbing. And then I read her second book, which I was not a big fan of. Of course, I'm blanking on the The Breakdown. The Breakdown, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I thought that that one was just a little bit too see-through. There were very few characters in it, so I knew what was going on right away. I guess it didn't provide enough of a challenge for me. But, you know, I thought her writing was good enough that I would check out another book and see. Especially since, because of the reaction you had to the first book, I was thinking, okay, so maybe she's a little bit off her game for the second book. It's interesting that you picked up the breakdown without having read the other one. Yeah. Well, they weren't connected. Yeah, I know, but just because the first one got so much attention. I know. I felt like I had heard about it so much. Yeah. So I didn't like the second one, but I did like the third one. Okay. And the third one is about, you know, this man is on vacation with his girlfriend, and she disappears, and, you know, he... The police, of course, he talks to the police, they investigate him, and he tells the truth, but he says he doesn't tell the whole truth. And then it fast forwards to 12 years later, and um, it it's, you know, the tagline is sort of like, the past won't leave him alone. So basically, 12 years later, he has sort of moved on with his life. He's become involved with his girlfriend's sister, the missing girlfriend's sister, and then sort of mysterious events start to occur that make him wonder what happened, you know, that night all all those years ago. Make him wonder. Yeah. So he's not, you don't think he's, he's not a suspect? Well, you know, I think the police thought he was a suspect, and then they sort of thought that, thought that maybe she was kidnapped or something, but it seems that there is more to the... Well, there's more to the story that he told the police, which sort of unfolds. And, of course, there is this relationship that he had with... Or that he's involved with the woman's sister. And just sort of, you know, how her di- disappearance 12, 12 years ago is manifesting itself in their life. Hmm. And their relationship. So, it was pretty suspenseful. It was really entertaining. I sort of guessed some of it, um, but it, it definitely was something that kept me guessing, and I, I wanted to know how it was going to end. I think it's a pretty good vacation read, speaking of. Sure sounds like it. So, um, I haven't decided on my next book. I have a few books that um, I have to finish up that I've mentioned before, so I won't go into them right now, but 
And that one just came out June 19th, so everyone can get their hands on it. I don't even think I realized she, he, she had a new book out. So, does it sound like anything you'll read? I don't know, maybe. I That first one was, like, just was so stressful that I don't know if I want to get back into that author's twisted mind. But that one was sort of, I just feel like that that one was sort of, that the dynamics of that relationship is what made that so stressful to you. I don't, I don't think that the, the, it's probably, I don't think that, well, maybe the last book was, even though I kind of knew what was going on, so that was frustrating. I just don't think that this one is as intense as her first one. Okay. Well, that's good. Even though, I don't know, she seems to write very, she likes to write very close relationships, you know, like, all of her plots are very, it's not, none of them ever involved that many people, you know, so, like, in this one, it is the guy whose girlfriend who's disappeared, her sister, his best friend, the police officer that they've kept in touch with who's investigating this crime. She tends to write things very close and very sort of like, can you trust the people you're with or what's going on with, you know, the people that, who know you the best and who you know the best. Right. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe someday. (laughs) (laughs) When I need it. All right, so let's start getting into these books that you're thinking of taking, and if I think of a couple of more that, you know, just in general are good vacation reads, I'll chime in as well. Okay. Um, This is a really motley crew of books. Some of them are new, some of them are old. You know, it's just books that I sort of, I'm looking for stuff that I'm going to find engrossing, but not... uh, not an obligation, like nothing that I'm going to be like, Oh, I've got to, you know, you know, now I've got to read, read, yeah, read this one. I got to get through this one. I just want to, I want some stuff that I'm going to just effort. It's going to propel you through. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So here's, so wait, what's your aim? How many are you aiming to take and how many are in your pile? Okay. There's eight in the pile. Okay. So you want to take like five? I think I'll take five, but knowing me, I'll take six. Okay. <laughs> um, and so we're looking to eliminate two. We're looking to eliminate. And, and actually, I'm not even sure this is the whole pile. But this is, for now, let's just consider this the pile. Okay. okay. So the first one is um, a book that, when did this come out? If not now. Catherine Center's new book. Have you read anything by her before? I don't think so. So she writes kind of um, not the heaviest women's ish fiction but i've read other stuff doesn't she yeah write like books yeah but i've read other stuff by her before and i've heard that this is really good somebody was just going on and on about how great this book is i can't remember it was someone someone i follow or someone i know on facebook or something and i think it's about a woman who is in what's it called how to walk away and it's about i think a woman who's about to get who's engaged she's about to get married and then she has an accident like a plane crash or something and then she's paralyzed oh i've heard of this yeah so this one i feel like i could read this in probably like two days or one day or something and then leave it behind it sounds like the walk on the walk from or the dive from clausen's pier or something oh i remember that book do you remember that book sure and packer right yeah i think this is not as heavy apparently this is more uplifting okay that's good so i don't know that would be like a light read and it was an arc 
and I feel like I could leave this one behind. I don't know, unless I like fall in love with it. Um, okay, the next book is The Book of Essie, which I picked up at BEA, and I have read a lot of reviews of it, and it's supposed to be awesome. It's about this kid, this woman. I don't know how old she is. She's 17, and she is on this reality show for like a super religious family, and then she gets pregnant. So it's all about how they deal with her pregnancy on this show, and it's about this family she's in. And I, I don't know, the reviews have been amazing. That was a book of the month club pick in one of the months that I skipped. Okay. And it was because I thought, you know, I don't know, I think that looking at the cover, I thought it was a YA novel. And I just wasn't in the mood for anything like that. But I have heard such great things about this as well. And Oh, good. I'm glad you um, have, too. Yeah, my curiosity is great. Yeah, and it's like... I feel like Catherine from the Gilmore Guide to Books really like. I think so, too. And I think, I think I've read other reviews of it that have been... It's been, like, in book page and all this stuff. So I think that one is definitely going to make the list. Um, okay, the next one is from... The Buzz Books of last year, which you and I picked up, called The Woman in the Window. Did you read this one? I did. Do you recommend that for a vacation read? It's a popcorn book. It's a good popcorn book. I would recommend it. Yeah, because it's, it's engrossing. It's suspenseful. Did you read The Girl on the Train? Yep. Did you like it? I did. I liked The Girl on the Train. I think so then you'll yeah, like I think, it. I think that... The, of all the books that have been written, and I think I said this on the show when I talked about it, of all the books that have been written um, that are compared to Girl on the Train, I think that this one captures the spirit of it the most because it sort of has the same sort of, you know, troubled woman who is, has been isolated by her life choices and spends her time drinking and finds herself in the midst of a, a mystery. You know, she thinks that she sees a murder. Um, across the way from her, you know, looking through her window. Okay. And, you know, it just, it you explore, like, what's going on in her life that's causing her to drink, why she's separated from her family, and why she's alone, and how she connects to this mystery across the street, you know, this murder that she thinks she's seen. Um, that sounds like a good plain read and I also turns out I have two copies of it for some reason and it's an arc and both of them are an arc so I feel like I could easily leave this one when I finish it right because you know you have it at home yeah and exactly um okay so that's that one then oh my book club read that's not in this pile but it's called that kind of mother you and I have talked about this one uh and I how do you pronounce the woman the the author's name I actually think it's a man like Ruman Anam or something like that? Oh, Ruman. Ruman Alam? Yes, Ruman Alam, have, yeah. So you're reading that with your book club? Yeah. So that one, so here's the story of this one, like classic like book blogger story. So I was in New York a few weeks before BEA, and I went to the Strand, and I was like, oh, this has gotten great reviews. So I really want to read it. So I bought it in hardcover, like half price, Strand price, but still I bought it in hardcover and then of course I got it in B at BEA <laughs> for free so I um I now have it in hardcover and paperback so I've lent it to somebody from book club and paperback so I need to switch with her so that I can take the paperback and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna um bring that with me 
Um, so that book is about a white woman who ends up adopting her uh, nanny's baby when her nanny dies, and the baby is black, and so it's like cross-racial adoption, and it's set in D.C., so oh. I don't know. Sounds good. Catnip yep. for you. Yep. Sounds good. Okay, then I've got nonfiction library, which means I have to bring it back. But it's um, it's called Life Moves Pretty Fast, The Lessons We Learned from 80s Movies and Why We Don't Learn Them from Movies Anymore. And so, oh gosh. yeah. Catnip. I know. And so I host occasionally another podcast called Stuck in the 80s. I guest host. Um, and recently I was on that show – we talking about on that show oh we were actually we were doing an episode about books like a summer reading list about books about the 80s and one of the other co-hosts brought this up and she thought I would really like it so I got it from the library and it just came in and I feel like this would be fun I could probably read this pretty fast but it's good it's got chapters about like Ferris Bueller and Ghostbusters and When Harry Met Sally and Pretty in Pink so I kind of need to read this I just watched um Ferris Bueller's Day Off with my cousin, who is 18. And what'd she think of it? I don't know. I don't think she respected it. I don't think she had the proper <laughs> appreciation for Ferris. Yeah, my kids have seen it. They're like, eh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Looking back on it, it's just like, I don't, he just did not look like a teenager, though. No. No, he looks like kind of like he looks now. Although, he's, if you've seen him recently, he definitely looks aged, like he's aged. Right. Okay, so I feel like I will probably get to that one, and it's also a library book, so I'll have to bring it back, but that's okay. So a book that I read while I was in D.C. on vacation when I saw you, I read this book called Bearskin. Oh, yeah. I think it just came out in June. It's by an author called James McLaughlin. That was really good. What's it about? You know how we talk about how literary fiction, how some of it can get really sort of navel-gazing and it's not about anything? So this is sort of literary fiction that has a definite plot. And I really enjoyed it. So it's about this, this man who has sort of this mysterious past. We know in the beginning that he has escaped from... Either he's escaped or has been released from a prison and that he may or may not have been smuggling drugs. Like there's a backstory there, you know, that involves a woman. So we don't really know all the details of how he landed there or what happened to them in their relationship. And that's sort of told in occasional flashbacks. We'll get like occasional chapters that goes back to his life, whether in the prison or whether he's spending time with this woman. So he's a bit of a wild card who is, but we know he's on the run and he's working at a wildlife preserve and the corpses of these bears start showing up and he becomes very involved in getting to the bottom of who's killing these bears. But we don't know whether it is in any way linked to the past that he's leaving behind, like he's sort of been living off the grid and just taking care of this reserve but it's just, it was really well written. Um, it's a lot about his interaction with the locals. So they get, you know, a little bit into how people who have typically lived off the land feel about wildlife preserves. So it's about his sort of very 
contentious relationship with um, the residents of the county that's surrounding the wildlife preserve and how they feel about, you know, not being able to hunt on the land. So a little of those issues come in, you know, it's his tracking skills, like I said, his mysterious past is unfolding. Um, it was a little long in places, but it was a really good just sort of, I don't know, I won't call it a Western, but there's just so many, just so many elements in it. And it was just well written. So that's always nice to know. So there was a plot. Things happen in this book. Hmm. Okay. Um, that sounds good. So did you, did you buy that? You didn't buy that in DC. No, I, it was a BEA pick. Oh. I, up, I think we got it from Echo. It's, it's on Echo. Oh, okay. And it came out in June. Okay. So if you are interested in the wilderness and bears and bees and, you know, like sort of uh, contentious relationships, <laughs> then it's definitely, it's definitely really interesting. I felt like I learned a lot and there was action in it, so... I read it in just a couple of days because I actually, I finished three books when I was in D.C. Oh, my God. That's a lot. All right. So my next potential book to bring is something, I don't know, I read about it somewhere and then I bought it. And it's called The Fallout and Uh by Tamar Cohen. And it's about. It's two books that you bought. I know. Well, wait. Yes. I don't even. Yeah. It is two books I bought. (laughs) I think I got this one on Amazon, like, used or something. I don't know. It's rare that I buy a book, but I did buy this one. So this is about two couples who are friends, and then one of the couples gets divorced, and it's all about the fallout of that split and how it affects the relationship between all four of them. Uh, So I think I started it, like, a couple months ago and just read a few pages, and it looked good. But... um, I, then I put it down and never picked it up again. So this seems like it could be like a, an easy vacation read. But it, I would have to bring it back with me because I bought it and then I'll feel guilty about leaving it. <laughs> so we'll see how good it is. Unless I don't like it, then I'll leave it. Uh, you just leave, leave it anyway. Okay. The next one's a library book that somebody posted about this book in my summer, crowdsource summer reading list, I think. I think that's how I heard about it. It's called Silver Girl. Have you heard of this book? Is that by Tyari Jones? No. Oh, no. Is it by Ellen Hildebrand? No. But I think Who's she by? has a similar a book with a similar title. Oh, okay. And you're thinking of Silver yeah. Sparrow. Um, okay. No, it's by Leslie Pietrick. I don't know how to pronounce that. P-I-E-T-R-Z-Y-K. And it's about... Let me see when this book came out. What kind of... Petrick? Petrick, yeah. Petrick, maybe? It came out this year. And it's about the this, it takes place in the 80s, and it's about a young woman who goes to Northwestern, and it's all about her four years at Northwestern and her relationship with her roommate, who's like wealthy um, and very different from her. And I don't know why it looked so appealing, but it just, it just did, and the writing looks good, and it's like, the reviews I've read of this are really positive. So I requested it from the library, and it just came in, and it's in paperback, so I'm going to bring it with me. Hmm. 
Hmm. I'll have to bring it back because it doesn't belong to me. But I don't know. So that's two you have to bring back. For sure. Two library books that have to come back. But that's not so bad. And everything, I've also told myself only paperback. So there's no hardcovers going. Okay. And then the last one I just picked up when I was in the basement on my way upstairs to log on to talk to you. <laughs> it was from my BEA book last year. And it's called Happiness, a Memoir. And it's about a woman who has a daughter with who's born with a fatal or a near, you know, potentially fatal blood disease. And I don't know why. I just grabbed it on my way up the stairs. You know how that happens sometimes? Like, it's such a completely flat yes. decision. Oh, my gosh. That happens so much when I'm trying to get out of the house for vacation or wherever. You just have that spasm, that knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, like one out of Where a you thousand. grab it. You just grab something. An additional, yes. Yeah. So I just grabbed it, and I also looked at the reviews, and they were pretty good. So, I don't know, maybe I'll bring that too. So that's eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What was the name of it again? Happiness, The Crooked Little Road to Semi Ever After. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Did you pick this up from last year at BEA? I did. Uh-huh. But you haven't read it? Nope. All right, well... There you have it. That's my pile of eight. So let's say I, I ditch two. What do you want me to ditch out of this pile? Oh, my gosh. Um, the, um, the happiness book, is that about, is she getting pregnant in that book? I or think she, she gets pregnant. Yes, yeah, and the, the father or whatever ditches her or, no, they don't stay together, but I think their child has health problems. Yes, let's see. Um, yeah, I think that's about right. I don't know. Are you looking to keep it pretty light on vacation, or would you I mean, go that? Because it seems like you're you're skewing sort of either popcorn. Well, it, besides the book of Essie, that seems pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mind something substantive. Um, but yeah, you're right. These are all kind of. I don't know. I'll probably bring all of these. Don't tell my husband because he's going to get really irritated because we're really trying to go light. <laughs> But I, I, if I can figure out a way to smuggle some of these into my suitcase that he can't see. Yeah. I think pack in between clothing. Because the woman in the window, you're going to leave. Yes. So that could sort of be like your con- contribution to the beach house, just in case yes. anyone else wants to read it. Yes. And I could leave the Catherine Center, I bet. Unless I just can't bear with the thought of leaving it behind. Right. I don't know. I mean, you said that she writes good light stuff, so you might just find you really love it. Yeah. But the woman in the window, you can definitely leave behind. Yeah. You have to bring back Life Moves pretty fast. I do. And I have to bring back Silver Girl because those are library books. I could leave The Fallout if I don't like it. Oh, right. look at this. The Happiness book. Uh, oh, I was going to say I could download it to a Kindle. But there's no copies available. <laughs> do they have it on audio? Um, Are you listening to any audio? No, I don't think I'm going to have any time to do audio. No, they don't have any copies available, so I couldn't even put it on the Kindle. So one last vacation book that I want to mention, I I just, I love this book. And maybe it was because about being in Italy on vacation. It's Syracuse by Delia Efron. And it is about these two couples who go on vacation in Italy I think they've gone on one other successful vacation, so they think it's going to be okay. But the couples, like um, the husband of one and the wife of the other, were involved once. 
And so they sort of rekindle their relationship while they're on this vacation. And, you know, one of the couples also brings their daughter who doesn't really speak. And I think she's like eight or nine. And so, of course, something happens on vacation that puts them all in crisis. But that is a very engrossing read. Like, I really love that book. I mean, um, I think I've heard you talk about that before. Some of the characters you want to smack around a little bit, but it's just so well written. It's set in Italy. You know, they discuss good food. And it is interesting, like, um, what happens to them on vacation and how they decide to handle it. Like, I I really enjoyed reading that book. Now, is that Nora's sister? Nora Ephron? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She died, right? She did. Yeah. Um... So just briefly, can we discuss your crowdsource summer reading list? Sure. Like, were there any standouts or anything that anything that you wanted to read from looking at that list? Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, there is a bunch of stuff on here that I want to read. So there were some things that... So the ones that got multiple votes were books like Eleanor Oliphant, which I have yet to find someone who doesn't love that book. I think that was the one that I was confusing with another book that I wanted. Um, there's two name books, oh. but yes, I want to read that. Oh, have so you not read good. it yet? It's good. Yeah, I, like that. I haven't read it. Okay. Um, the Leavers, which was on there, which I thought was interesting because you and I read that for this podcast, I think. Um, mm-hmm. A Gentleman in Moscow, that just gets recommended over and over again. It's so good. I know. And we... <laughs> I always tell people my story about not it not fitting in my box in yeah. Chicago. And you leaving it and behind. leaving it behind, even though you insisted I don't do that. Right. Um, Little Fires. Well, we waited on the longest line for that book. I know. I, it, it was a bad, really bad choice. Really, really bad choice of mine. Um, uh, Little Fires Everywhere, which I did not like. Uh, what else is on? Is that her most recent book, Little Fires Everywhere? It is her most recent book, yeah. Celestine, huh. you picked that up at BEA last year with me. I did. I didn't get to read it yet. Yeah. Um, I'll try to read it because, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Gabrielle Union, I think, are making that a movie. Either, no, maybe it's not Gabrielle Union. I think it's um, Carrie Washington are making that. That's annoying, I have to say. I just that book was so overrated, I thought. Um, okay, here's a book that I had in my hand in BEA and left behind, and I have since now read two books by the same author and really like it. That's the Taylor Jenkins read. Yes, and I, now I'm annoyed that I didn't bring Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That was recommended multiple times on my list as well. Oh, have you read I it? have to read that. I haven't. No, I haven't read it, but I haven't. Have you read anything by her yet? I haven't. You know, I just... She seemed like she was going to be too light for me, but now you've read two of her books and like them. I know, them and I know. You hear about this one. And um, do you follow Nomad Reader? Yeah. So she just posted a review of her latest book. She has another one out. And she's like, this is like the best book I've ever read. Whoa. I know. Um, I'm going to... I forgot what it's called. And I, I, I commented on her Facebook page, and I said, wow, what's it about? And she says it's about a band in the 70s and what happens to, it's like the look behind the band, and she said it's amazing. Daisy Jones and the Six? Yes, that's it. 
So now I'm like irritated. So that's the second book I'm really mad at myself for leaving behind at a book expo. One is Gentleman in Moscow and one of them is Taylor Jenkins Reid, um, mm-hmm. Evelyn Hugo. But I, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't know anything about her. And it was, it was like old Hollywood, which does not appeal to me at all. So. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of wary of old Hollywood books too. They just seem boring to me. I don't care about yeah. old Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, Do you care about New Hollywood? More. <laughs> um, so there's there's a lot of books on this list that were... It's a good list. Yeah, I mean, it's not a whole it lot of surprises. It always is. Yeah, but there was good stuff in here. and uh, Actually, there were a fair amount of books I'd never heard of. That was fun. They were fun. One of them was this book, um, Silver Girls. That's how I found out about it. It was from this list. And um, a bunch of books in here that I had also read. American Marriage, You Think It, I'll Say It, This Is How It Always Is, Believers, um, you know, I linked to my review, Next Hillbilly Elegy, Our Short History. So the Hearts Invisible Theories is on your list. Yeah. And I see that it is, it has been recommended more than once. I have to tell you, I loved The Absolutist by John Boyne. I have this book. It's It's sort of a tragedy that I have not read it yet. I think it's because... It's so long, um, and I just haven't gotten around to it because I feel like the content is going to be heavy too. Yeah, it's not like popcorn that I can blow off because he just writes such wonderfully thoughtful books. What is um, it about? I don't know anything about it. I'm not sure what the Heart's Invisible Theories is about. It was one of those books I saw. It was by John Boyne, and I just got it because he's so he's such a good writer, and I love the Absolute so much. Which I think was um, set in World War One, and that is just one of the best books that I have read. So heartbreaking and beautifully rendered. Um, Wait, what is it called? And it's a shame. Um, the Absolutist. Okay. And I wish I had read more by him. I don't know why I don't. Probably because I'm so busy reading other stuff. But but I see that there and. It's a remi- I have to read that before this year is out. So what what is the um the World War Two storyline? World War One, sorry. Um, the World War One storyline is about these two young men who go away to war. They have a very close friendship, and something happens between them. One of them ends up dead, and it's just sort of in the aftermath of that. Like you slowly find out what happened what happened to their relationship and why it ended so tragically, you know, like what, why one of their lives, well, actually both of their lives ended so tragically. It's so good. Huh. Okay. I don't know anything about so. it. Oh, so good. I would put that on my reread list. Like if wow. I were to start rereading books, I would reread the absolutist and I'm definitely going to, Definitely going to read um, The Heart's Invisible Theories because I never hear a bad thing about it. And I've yet, The Heart's Invisible Theories. Did I say that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard a bad thing about it. And, you know, just based on his other work, I just know it's it's going to be a stunner. Okay. Yeah, people definitely have been reviewing, been recommending it. So, all right. Well, thank you for the guidance. I will report back when I come home on what I actually read from this list um, and how successful I was in smuggling these books into my back 
pack and my suitcase. Mm-hmm. I think like three may have to go in my backpack. And then four. I'll spread them out between the two suitcases and nobody catches on to just how many there are. Right. Until we get there. And I'll be like, well, what am I going to do? They're here now. Right. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm just a few in each. Yeah. Just a few in each bag. And right. Then it's just like, oh, yeah, they're in that bag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I have my daughters reading. Um, one of them is reading Kitchens and one of them is reading um, Eligible. <laughs> oh. And then I figure they can switch. Girls after your own heart. Yes. Huh? Well, it's a, so I hope. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. One of them might break your heart if they don't like kitchens. Oh, my God. At one point, she was, she was like 20 pages in. She's like, Mommy, this is really sad. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to my reading list. Um, I will say that um, on our last podcast, I brought it up again, and you were like, enough already. Shut up about this damn book. (laughs) But then I... You snuck it in there again with your daughters reading it. I know, I know. I have to work it into every show. So last... So as I mentioned, I reread it, and I posted it on Facebook, and my review, and I said, I never reread books. I reread this book. It's great. And then, like, 20 people commented underneath. They're like, oh, you recommended this to me, and it was so good, and I love it. And I was like, oh, Nicole has to read my, this Facebook post because then she'll feel maybe she would, won't be so irritated. But I keep talking about it. <laughs> but I, I, it just made me feel better that, like, all these people who I I didn't even know half of them had read it. Like, they just I know. read my blog and, and then, then read it. I have to tell you that Gail then emails me <laughs> some of her validation. <laughs> Until you read it, I'm going to, like, I'm going to just eat away at you until you until you do it. <laughs> nag you. Weaken your resolve until you read it. You'll read it in like two days. It's so good. All right. Um, I got to go figure out where these books are going to fit. So um, we will until next we'll time. check in. Until next time, happy reading. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com. And you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com. And Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time.